listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 All this talk about player safety, ugh, who believes it? you got to wonder if they believe it when they're saying it. And I'll, I'll tell you today, for example, and this is a guy I feel a special affinity to, Joey Galloway grew up two miles from me, was like in the class before mine, guy played in the NFL. He was one of the key Ohio State guys for a long time. He's on ESPN today, and he's talking about, well, wait a minute. I know that the parents, they want to uh, you know, play, and they want their kids to play, but science is telling us you know, the doctors are telling us that it's not safe. And thus, how do we argue with that? And to me, there is the crux of the problem that actually started, and you're not going to be shocked, with O.J. Simpson. Not 2,000 yards, but O.J., the criminal case. And here's why. Is if you looked at the math on the O.J. case and said, well, what's the chance that O.J.'s blood with the matching and all that. It was just somebody else's blood. There were all these numbers, 50 million to one, 50 billion to one, whatever. So OJ must be guilty. Except at the fundamental level, what's the odds that the blood that was tested wasn't actually the blood at the scene? Now we can debate that. A lot of people have their opinions. I think those odds were much better than a million to one though. Right? I Personally, I believe that there was some criminality on the police side in the OJ case. I, I believe if every action that was taken was on film, that there'd be multiple people in jail. OJ would be out and multiple participants would have been in jail. Mm. Now, you might say, RJ, that's conspiracy theory stuff. Well, let me tell you this. A couple years ago, I had a real honor of interviewing extended podcasts with Oscar Goodman, who was the longtime mayor of Las Vegas for 12 years guy that helped Vegas really break on the scene. But before he was a mob attorney, or at least that was one of the key areas he practiced in. And if you actually watch Casino, when Joe Pesci is walking around uh, around court and all that, it's always Oscar Goodman, the actual person's with him. He was in the movie. You know, he was on screen probably three, four minutes in the movie. You've seen that, haven't you? Yeah, I never saw Oscar. I oh, he's, look he's for there him. big time. Yeah, so Oscar was right in the middle, and he was best. Like, they were good friends with the Joe Pesci real-life guy, right? Spalacho was his name. Okay, Oscar told me, Mayor Goodman, in this interview, that he had dozens and dozens of cases that involved the federal government over his years. He said there wasn't a single case, not one, in which if the government's actions were known that they wouldn't have gone to jail. Now, I said, wait a minute. Are you saying most of the case? He goes, every case. Now, that shock. I, I'm a, I mean, Jonas is the show cynic, but still, the idea that there's never a time they just accidentally do it okay. Now, this was a different age. You could say in the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s, you could say things were Wild Westy or whatever. This is with the feds. This wasn't Vegas. This was the feds. I'm not in any way trying to say every fed, you know, if it's 30 people on the case and one person's wrong, then the feds are wrong. So I'm not saying that every federal official is, you know, illegitimate or on the take. I'm saying it's more common than we think. And thus, you look at the OJ case and you could say, yeah, the math says this, but what happens if they just switch the blood? Now, I get it. The odds of that are less than 50%, but if the odds were even 1%, 
OJ had to go free. That's the whole premise, right? Is rather 100 people that are guilty go free than one innocent person go to jail. Obviously, there's a level, right? A thousand free versus, well, I don't know. That's what a reasonable doubt is, right? Okay. Now, why do I bring that up? It's because there is no clear mathematical answer to this. Because if there were, the NFL would be under indictment from the public, not legally necessarily, but how could the NFL play? So really, if you say the doctors are saying this, thus it must be so, well, what doctors? And if so, what are the NFL doctors saying? And if they're saying something different, then the SEC doctors may be saying something different. Doesn't mean I know which doctors are right. Doesn't mean I know what the right answer is here. But I know for sure you can't just point to doctors that, quite frankly, we have never talked to, that we don't hear their side of it. It's not like there's some case being made that, like, look, SEC's got it wrong. Look at this, everybody. NFL's got it wrong. I also understand the NFL has different protocols as in they have more money to spend and that they can make it more of a quasi-bubble. But there is no clear answer. And anyone who sits around haughtily on their perch of academia saying, well, you know, the people, the unwashed masses, the hoi polloi, they might want football, but they don't know what I know. Okay, then I guess the NFL doesn't know what you know. And the idea that you're right and everyone else is wrong, it's possible. It might even be likely, even if it's 70%. I don't think it is, but let's say it is then you still got to acknowledge there's a heck of a chance that the SEC is right or the NFL is right. And in general, I think the discussion has to get past who's right and wrong because everyone's going to make their own assessment. And I don't see many people saying how wrong the NFL is. That's the interesting thing. And, and Jonas, you follow this stuff as closely as anyone. Is Do you see it where – I get where if it's political, there's going to be people – acting like they're right no matter what. But in general, it feels like most people are saying things along the lines of, huh, I can see this side, I can see that side. Would you say that's the common sense perspective right now? Um, I think they mask their criticism of the NFL into, well, they're being paid. You know, they're, they're, they're professionals as opposed to... not to, to risk their lives, though, right? That's the theory. And, and, and that's, that's the point. The whole, the whole thing to me, I don't understand... If the point is we need to test to find out who's got coronavirus, well, if you're testing people and they're negative, what difference does it make if they go play? If they're negative and you trust the testing, but it just feels like they keep moving the goalposts a little bit and adding this layer in there and adding this, and then it's about, well, no, no, we'll just do it in the spring. Okay, so then it's safer for players to have two seasons in five months than it is to go. Great, great I just It doesn't make sense. All the way and through. that's the beauty. There is a concept and persuasion about taking the higher ground. If you can act like your considerations are the health of the players and everybody else's are other things, yep. you win the argument. Yep. And I get why people are trying to do that. It's What I don't understand is why the media, it's supposed to be here impartial, that's supposed to spend, you know, Jonas gets paid to watch sports effectively, to listen to other shows, let's say, or to read things. And his job is to say, okay, I'm going to give you my opinion, distilling all that info. That's my job. That's Fez's job. Mine is half, like Jonah's half as a Vegas guy. But it's still, 
I'm doing it for you so you don't have to, except that's not the way to say it because you should too, to the degree you care. If you don't care about a subject, maybe you don't hardly look into it. And you take opinions on, you know, again, straight out of Vegas, strongest, smartest audience. I think we know that part. So you're here for a reason. Kudos. But in general, that's how a functioning society works. But this idea that it's so, like, like somehow, because Jonas said something fascinating, is the idea, well, they're getting paid. But if you ask the equation of what they're trading for the money, it wouldn't be, well, I'm going to risk my life, like someone building the Brooklyn Bridge with the wind, right? Like 200 people died or whatever, because I don't, you know, it's like, no, it's, they're saying all the hassle with the bubble, all the hassle with the testing and the chance we will get something is a piece of it. Yeah. Hazard pay, they call it. But if the college players were offered the chance to play, but they said, hey, you keep your scholarship if you don't, you know, whatever would be the least punitive if you don't want to play, then isn't that enough? But now it's like, well, wait a minute. These kids don't know good. They don't know. Yeah. And it's like kids their own age and younger are fighting in Fallujah. And, and and overseas right it's now. Great point. They're, they're right. old enough. They're old enough to pick where they want to go play college football, but they're not old enough to pick when and if they do want to still play college football. That's another great point because inherently there's risk in college football if it's yes. CTE. But even mm-hmm. to get parallel, I mean, and but I think even more egregious is they're being told to go fight, not given the choice. <laughs> yes. And the Vietnam War was on the backs of most people fighting. That were younger than the college seniors. All right, so here's what we'll do. We know what it isn't now, right? We understand totally this isn't all about player safety. I don't, I don't mean these Big Ten officials don't care about player safety. It's not what it's being made out to be. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you're a kid, you got, you're thinking of not, if you're a top athlete, a top 50 recruit, you think you're thinking about safety? Yeah, you don't want to take unnecessary risks. But if your friends that you got to know are playing in the SEC and you're sitting there on your hands, you're telling me that if you're a sophomore right now, you're not transferring? I think what we're going to see is because remember, and Jonas, you can probably explain the rules better. But the, this transfer portal stuff is almost like whatever at this point, right? Yeah, it's gotten pretty loose. Now, as far as the transfer portal goes with players now, I'm not totally sure when the window closes, when they're able to do it. I know that's been discussed, but I haven't seen anybody really make the move. I have seen future recruits start to distance themselves oh. from from what is happening in if the some, Big Ten and Pac-12. If something is the most important thing in your life – yeah. Do you get involved with an organization that not only is showing you that it isn't the most important thing to them, or even more accurately, I think it's fair to say that other organizations prioritize it more. SEC prioritizes football more. If someone made a decision to go to Harvard versus wherever because they prioritize academics more, everyone would applaud that. How stupid would it be to tell a kid that's got one path to real success, or at least it's much more likely, to go to a place that prioritizes it less. Why? Why would you? It doesn't make any sense. 
that you would. And I'll tell you this, even if it were not for this year, whatever rules they make about it, hey, you're not playing this year anyway. So next year, what happens if this virus is still going on next year? What's the Big yeah. Ten going to do that? You know, get, out, get to Alabama, right? I, I grew up in Southern California. I lived in the South for a football season. It's not even comparable. It's, not, it's just a different level. I, I equate it to walking out of the airport in Vegas when you meet the heat for the first time. Oh, yeah. it, just, it just slaps you in the I couldn't believe it's hard how, to explain it. how crazy they are in the South about college football. And if you're from the north, you might say, oh, yeah, those hillbillies down there. Okay, fine. But whatever, it, it is the, the, the heart of college football at this point. Now, Colin's been making the point that that is a problem. That's why it's not a national sport anymore. Okay, fine. These players don't care about that. They care about getting to the NFL. And the difference, it's not just, oh, you'll be a third-round pick instead of a second-round pick. We talked about it. Burrow would have been a fourth, fifth, sixth-round pick. Yep. One year made the difference. How many burrows? I mean, there's not going to be many of those, but imagine going from undrafted to fifth round. It's not just that initial money. They don't want to cut a fifth round guy or a fourth round guy. You're undrafted. They, they don't mind cutting you. And the difference between a career, let's say they make $3 million over five years. That's life-changing money. I don't care about the agent cut. I don't care about state taxes. And to ask the players to accept that their, their competition has it better. Why, why would anyone accept that? Fast. Why would the kid from Iowa go to Iowa when he can go to Iowa State at a conference that's trying to play, right? I agree. Now, I will say this. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. That's Steve Fezzik with Jonas Knox. I will say this. I get the idea that you might not want to be in that environment. That, you know, That's one of the things that's depicted a lot in movies and stuff is there's like Friday Night Lights is remember Landry, Landry didn't love football like everyone else, so he was always depressed on Fridays when the town shut down. You know, last one out, turned the lights out, which was a saying where I grew up too, which, I, you know, I guess that's very prevalent. And thus, when Landry had a chance to go to college, he went somewhere else. It's same thing with states, right? If you like California, you like the progressive lefty stuff, you should be in California, great. If you don't, maybe Texas. Joe Rogan was in California moving to Texas. He's making a choice. That's what's great about the United States. Well, just like this, we have conferences. Ivy Leagues, don't prioritize. They were the first ones to say no. SEC is going to be the most intense. Where do you want to go play? All right, It should be a choice. What I know is kids that went to Ohio State thought they were going to a football school, but they're a football school in a non-football conference. That is going to really hurt them. And Joe Joe Burrow even sent a tweet out when some of the rumors and announcements were coming out last week and said, if not for my final year of college, I would be looking for work right now. And that's true. He would be looking for a job if not for that final year that, that, oh, it's just college football. It's not. No, that's really important to a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that it affects. And I'm not even saying that the organizations, that the Big Ten should necessarily consider all that because oftentimes there's legitimate feelings on both sides of an issue, you've got to decide where your priorities are. The very fact that the SEC is saying one thing, the Big Ten saying another, means they have different priorities because they don't have different facts. That's what we know. They all have access to the same doctors, same studies, the same doctors that said, hey, masks don't help you until you better wear a mask or you're evil. That's the same experts they have. And I say it again and again, Steve Fezzik, as good of an NFL handicapper as walks the earth, 
He's right 55% of the time. He's wrong 45%. That's the best there is. If you want to pick NFL, you should listen to him. Unless I disagree with him, then you want to listen to me. But it's pretty close. Agreed. <laughs> but I will say this. If anyone saw you, let's say, hit 6 out of 10 and said, God, you're no expert, that'd be, they'd be the idiots. But you know what? We're the idiots or the people who try to put science up like it's God. Science is just the best guess, the most educated guess. That's all it is. Most of the time, I mean, there is science, I guess, objectively provable, like gravity. But if it's projecting the future, it's a prediction. Fez's predictions are great, but they're not perfect. Science's predictions are great, but they're far from perfect. But people set them up to be perfect. That's the problem. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm protecting the audience. Forced pick that will settle within, what, 10 days? And it's got to be an underdog. Who is it? Series price, Portland Trailblazers plus 350 against the Lakers, RJ. Now, you projected. You said you thought the market was going to come minus 300. It came minus 400 on the Lakers to $4 to win a dollar. Is this just an overlay? Is this just – have you – now, listen, Portland, they won, but that jersey – or that game against Brooklyn – uh, So you downgraded them a smidge. Yeah, slight downgrade, half a point. But still, you think plus – and what's the best number? Plus 350. Plus 350 is a good bet. Why? Yes. Well, Portland's been undervalued since they hit the bubble. And the reason being, I feel like Nurkic is playing much better than expected. And the scary trend. But they Jr. know that he's better now, right? Yeah, the market is catching up to it. But what I don't believe the market has caught up to is how bad the Lakers have been in the bubble. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty. Hey, LeBron, what's the book on him? He flips the switch. He plays much better in the playoffs. Well, this number reflects the fact that that's going to happen, and I'm not confident that that's the case, RJ. And I think the bigger issue, no one's really looking at LeBron saying it's his failing in the bubble. It's been the rest of the team. Can't shoot. AD's been hot and cold. He's been hot, but he's been cold. I think there's real questions, Jonas, about AD with the pressure on. There's a clip of him talking about a target on your back. He goes, if you're a favorite, the target's on your back. Listen, I'm not a body language expert. He did not look like he was too happy about having a target on his back. Some people love that. I question, this is the first time in his career that AD's expected to win. How's that going to affect him, you think, Jonas? Yeah, I mean, I, I there is real reason to question Anthony Davis and also the Lakers and how they've looked in the bubble. I just can't get over how exhausted Portland has looked the last two games. They look completely gassed, and I just wonder if they've got enough left against a rested Lakers team to try and pull off a, a seven-game Do you agree, Fez, that, that, that you think Portland's going to be playing better later in the series? Is fatigue an issue for you? I'm concerned about the nine games in 16 days. But remember, their series, Portland series, ended Saturday. So they don't play Sunday. They don't play Monday. So Tuesday, those three days off, I think, will help Portland. And then they'll play and have another day off. So one day, game in five days. Yes. I think they should be all right. We used to play three games on at the courts. Now, you know, not, <laughs> not quite as competitive. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.